everyone. Um, we're here for episode six, six, now? six yeah. of Bad Dad's Film Review, recording tonight at Sidewell's Towers, but with a slightly changed lineup. Poor Anonymous Meeg. Anonymous Meeg is not well. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to get too graphic, <laughs> I was about but to do there that. are things pouring out of both ends. Pretty grim. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty grim. So we've been joined by uh, another film aficionado in uh, Mr. Craven. Well, yeah, you... there's a stretch of the truth there, yeah. but I'm well, I'm here. I'm, I enjoy films and joining what are we us. Going to call you because everybody's got stupid nicknames. Yeah. In this, you know. So what are you going to be, Cray Craven? Dees. 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 So joined by Dees, like and it. for this is a themed podcast this week of Christmas movies. Yeah, everyone's least favorite <laughs> filmic time of year. You think so? Yeah. Well, okay. when I say everyone. Yours. Mine. You mean my yeah. <laughs> new Christmas movies or the classics they roll out every I year don't that nobody generally like watch. all the old classics, but we can get into that because we will have our usual lineup and then maybe we'll figure out what we're going to talk about at the end later. Um, all right, so shall we dive straight in? Yeah. Is it a bit weird? Is it like, you know, because like Meeg is an original. It's a bit like, you know, cheating on your wife with you here, Dees. Yeah. So you might have to say some kind of like, Stupid stuff, or whatever, to fill the void no, of me. I think that wouldn't be the problem. I'd say it's um, I think already with a nickname, Dees, it just sounds really <laughs> stupid already. So okay, and um, maybe just say, what about Iron Man? Throw that in there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'll try that. I'll try that. I'm sure Meeg will work his way into the podcast somehow. Yeah, I he's already so. he's already pre-disclosed uh, some of his thoughts about our he main He has feature. actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah good so point. we'll get him to maybe audibly contribute okay. at some point. All right, let's dive straight into this week's top five. Top five, predictably, Christmas movies. Okay. Who wants to nominate first? Well, can we just get the Die Hard thing out of the way straight yeah. away? So Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Yeah, do we want to talk about... Yippee-ki-yay. Like, no, ho, ho, ho. Like, now, I've, now I've got a machine gun. Unanimously here, probably, we would say this is a Christmas movie. But I did see the other day a video clip of Bruce Willis denying that it was a Christmas movie. I saw the same thing. He said it was absolutely... He was quite agitated about it. Well, it's at Christmas, right at the end. They all it, go off, don't they? There's bells, there's snow, it is... Right, so I have prepared sure for this Christmas because I knew it would end. come up. So <laughs> Die Hard has a redemptive arc for its hero, yeah. not dissimilar from other great Christmas stories like yeah. Ebenezer Scrooge yeah. in Christmas Carol. John McClane finds his Christmas Eve interrupted by uninvited visitors... And due to their intervention, he learns to be a less selfish person. And then both Scrooge and John McClane, their, their epiphanies come when they're forced to confront their own mortality. And Scrooge, the, the difference is that Scrooge repents at the sight of his future gravestone, whilst McClane realises he owes his wife Holly an apology while picking shards of broken glass from his feet. <laughs> he didn't have a lot of choice about it either. Exactly. I mean, it is definitely a Christmas movie. It's got the like the two things you need for a Christmas movie is some kind of redemptive arc type thing, right? And it needs to be set at Christmas. And Die Hard has uh, both. And yeah. Dickens had nothing to do with Die Hard, did he? I mean, it no. was just well, not directly. Pure, pure luck, but obviously influenced yeah. there yeah. through Ebenezer. <laughs> so this 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 film also links directly to what we're going to talk about as our main feature too yeah of course shane black yeah, yeah. because he gave the name up he gave the title he gave yeah. the title up and also so the movie that he is also set at christmas because they liked the shane black weapon. christmas thing. so they he gave the weapon. title yeah so the title so, the working title was the name of the book which is loosely no, based around nowhere to 
something. Yes, yeah, really. It sounds rubbish when right. you compare it to that. He was writing the, la- uh, Joel the last Silver, Boy Scout. Yeah, Joel Silver, who bought, Joel Silver had bought the script for Lethal Weapon from Shane Black. Yeah. And Shane Black had mentioned that he had this title for a film he wanted to use later on, Die Hard. And they said, oh, can I use it? And he's like, yeah, go on then. And that's how they got the name Die Hard. And, wow. and But the movie he was writing at the time that was going to be Die Hard was The Last Boy Scout. Yeah. Which was, let's be fair. I haven't seen it, actually. It's a good movie. It started really well, didn't it? With the, the American football yeah, thing thought, and the wow, sh- and yeah, guy running gets in shot and yeah. on the American football field. You think, great, this is set up. But well, as far but as titles go, kind of, I think Die, die Hard better. kicks ass. Yeah, Die Hard, Die Harder, Die. You know, it's just got better, well, and better didn't it? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> also, because Lethal Weapon was set at Christmas, they liked that and they liked that for the setting for Die Hard. Because they like the juxtaposition of all this action going on around around the, the Christmas, Christmas period, yeah. so they yeah. did that. And the same video where Bruce Willis is denying that it's a Christmas movie, they then go on to show you all the separate references, direct references to Christmas. And there's only like 25 references of people saying ho 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 or people with Santa Claus outfits on or Christmas trees and all, all that stuff. So, hundred percent a Christmas movie, and anyone yeah. denies it is an idiot. The number one denial, I believe, for Die Hard being a Christmas movie is that it was released in the summer. But so, so was Miracle on 34th Street. So And that's shit. Uh, it is shit, yeah. but it's undeniably a Christmas movie. So if you're well, going to say the release so. date defines it. Mm. So, what a yeah. strange time to release Miracle on 34th Street. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? <laughs> right, so I think that's, that's it. Now we can ink that one in, right, Die Hard? For sure. I'm going to hit Di- you up. Die Hard, we saying that that is definitely a Christmas movie or that is definitely in the, in the it's top It's in the top five. five. It's not just a Christmas movie. It's Deez. in the top five. It's, in, it's straight in at the top five. Who's got, an, who's got another one? Muppets Christmas Carol. Yes. Yeah. I'm glad you. I thought someone yeah. was going to argue me on that. Well, one. I put no, this no on argument. the other day. It's the best version of this story. And I just oh, got slated. Scrooged. Nah, I still tell you this. I know. Oh, but I love Bill Murray, Murray. Yeah, I know, I know. Goldthwait. I, well, I'll, I'll go uh, with Bill. I'll go with Bill, massive Bill, Bill Murray fan. Yeah. But I put on the Muppet Christmas Carol the other day because we all sat round and I thought, Christmas movie, yeah. let's put it on. It was Sunday, I lit the fire. What's better? It's be- yeah, it's perfect, isn't it? Kids didn't get it. No? Kids, no, they want animation. They were like, yeah, I've tried was, with my daughter and she and wasn't that into it either. What, they don't, I don't like know the Muppets? Whether we, Not the, yet. No, I don't know whether I haven't written just, it off oh, do you know what? Right. altogether. But, but it's so funny, Peacock. You were like, <laughs> Brilliant! <laughs> I, I have always wanted to live in a world where Muppets and humans were fully integrated. Like, imagine if you were at work or whatever. I mean, you know, if you've got a dull office. Well, job I feel like, like I do work with wait a load of Muppets. Wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, work colleagues. Uh, but you know, you're sitting there, and a the guy next to you, you know, there's some administrator, or whatever, and he just happens to be some kind of fucking furry cat or something. Do you know what I mean? It would just, and the guy delivering the mail has got like four arms or whatever. It'd just be amazing. And then every now and then, everybody like knows the words and bursts into song, and then you just go back to doing your job. Yeah. They're such fantastic characters, aren't they? Yeah. Ab- and even the the uh, the lettuce and the carrots started yeah. singing, singing at the beginning. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. But they didn't get it. Kids, the, mine anyway, they just kind of, you know, you want to go and play mm. Minecraft. Bloody millennials. Yeah, I know. So can we have Muppets? Yeah. yeah Muppets yeah, yeah. has got to be in the conversation. Well, we'll put it in and we'll pencil that in. And if we get, if someone wants to usurp it later. See, I've done no research. So I'm just racking my brain for Christmas I'm going to go and really. I'm, I'm kind of confused on, is it the ones that were classically Christmas, like... Muppet it's, Christmas it, Carol or things like The Great Escape which they show every year at Christmas 
almost classed oh. as, a, as a Christmas movie these days, isn't it? I well, know that, you, you know. You yeah, no, no, I know what you on. mean. That would open up the world to like the whole, the whole right, Bond the other movie in the world. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I always thought a Great Escape more of a bank holiday fair than a okay, Christmas yeah. time, but it's know. a non-denominational yeah. movie. Yeah, every faith can get bored of it. Equally. Yeah. Great. It needs to either be set at Christmas or have some sort of Christmas theme to it. What about Elf? Yeah. Okay. So sounds like a nice I'm going to be controversial here because <laughs> I feel like I might be the only person in the world that A thinks Will Ferrell is only okay. Right. And yeah. B, Elf. I think no film captures the spirit of Christmas quite like Elf in that it's an unbearable barrage of garish and irritating content that I can't wait to end. A bit like our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so Elf, yeah, I think it's weird. And also I think there's something seriously weird about the story of Elf. He, he's buddy. Yeah, well, he's a grown-up as an elf. Right. That's he's it. a human orphan who Santa effectively steals because he can't be asked to take him back. He finds him in the bag of presents. And then he raises that kid to specifically to work for him Slave. for no pay. Yeah. Forever, and he's the never dark made side it. of Christmas. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. So but I got massive requests from this. This was when I was showing the other film we're going to talk about, the the Penguin Christmas Caper. All I got, can we play off? Can we play off? I want to watch off. And I was like, no, no, we, we've got. We're to watching this. this. We're watching this. And so Daddy's got work. I don't to know do. where she, where my <laughs> daughter had seen Elf, but that was all that was. It was on the telly the other night. Oh right, okay. Sunday Just night, I think. It love was. watching it again, don't they? You know, watch it once, twice, three. Times. What about then? Bad Santa. Yeah. Yeah. Which to me is... The, the, I do like Bad Billy Santa. Bob Thornton. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I wouldn't... I wouldn't okay, you know, I'll, it's a Christmas movie. I'm, I, I'm not denying it's a Christmas movie. I wouldn't put it... I mean, what's that terrible Arnold Schwarzenegger one? Jingle All The Way. Yeah. Jingle All The Way. Put the ways. cookie down. Jingle All The Way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah. I, I was going to bring that up. Christmas. Jingle All The Way. No? No? I've I'm not seen it. No love for Jingle All The Way. No, it doesn't not, appeal not massive, to me. I'm just thinking there's got to be... Christmas has going on so long... It's got to be better, isn't there? I mean, exactly. I'm not going to waste my thousand years. Precious time it. I've got yeah. to watch something because I'm not going to watch that. The, the bad thing Santa's, about Bad Santa, gone. Right, I do like that movie. It's funny. It's kind of like somebody watched Trading Places, specifically the scene where Dan Aykroyd eats the salmon as the sort of dirty tramp Santa, and said, "All oh, right, you can make a whole movie out of that." Maybe they did one little yeah. sketch and yeah, yeah one little sketch like a to... joke that's repeated over Cullen's and over and over produced, again, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. Is that, do I, does that elevate it in your mind? Nope. No. No. <laughs> okay, well, let's not have that because there's not really much enthusiasm about that. Reefs, do you want to... Well, I've got Trading up? Places in there, right? Because that's set at Christmas. It's yeah. kind of got a redemptive Great arc. Great start again. Another, I remember when they just yeah. kind of rolling on a little skateboard. Lad pretend. Especially in your orange. <laughs> Hooks um, you in. And, you know, what could be more Christmassy than, you know, one man being cruelly racially tormented? <laughs> uh <laughs> Another made completely destitute and raped in jail, and all set against a background of rampant capitalism. I'm in. That's, so, yeah, that's I mean, Christmas. that's that one is the to watch. That's spirit that is, of Christmas for that me. That is one to watch, definitely. When you put it like that. I and also a guy so gets no. raped in a gorilla suit. You know, the, well, I can't remember, Beaks, is it? Beaks, the guy, he ends up in a gorilla suit and the train at the end. It has that really, like, that dodgy scene where Dan Aykroyd blacks up. Lionel! Yeah, you're going to struggle <laughs> with that these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I really like Trading Places, so for me it's in. It was, it was decent. I like that. I remember it as a kid and really laughing my and, absolute and head off. Jamie to, Lee Curtis. To lo- oh, don't. Yeah. With the, yeah. yeah she's got yeah, some <clears throat> appealing anyway. features. Yes. 
we don't have a lot of well and i suppose muppets christmas carols are traditional kind of christmas happy fair just run a few off what was gremlins gremlins yeah it's the ultimate christmas film for me yeah granny's getting catapulted out of uh, off a stair lift yeah yeah, it's basically a, almost a child's horror film. Phoebe Cates tells that really disturbing story about how her father died on Christmas Eve, uh, coming down the chimney pretending to be Santa. Do you remember that? I can't remember that. Bit. Yeah, I, he, I came, he broke it. his neck and they found him like stacked in the chimney. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm, in for that I'm, reason. Yeah, Charlie Brown Christmas. Never seen it, Brad. Mm. Yeah, yeah. What? What? When is? What's well, it's the around Christmas time? Okay, I've got one there. If you're going to throw in, in that, I'm going to write a Christmas story, and it's probably my favourite Christmas film. Christmas story. Give us the lowdown. And it's basically this little kid who wants a Red Rider rifle, and that's all he wants. It's set in like 1940s, what, uh, right? 1930s. As in a gun? Yes, it, but it's a it's right. a toy gun. It's a <laughs> oh, toy right, gun. Okay. So right, it's okay. like 1940s. Take it to school. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> but. You know, it's um, his favourite cowboy has okay. one of these rifles and that's all he wants. And his mum and dad are going, no, it's far too dangerous, far too dangerous. And it's all the little scrapes he gets in. He sticks, he, he ends up sticking his uh, tongue to a pole for a dare. And it is generally family brilliant movie. Okay. Really good. Christmas story. There's Forget a strong pitch been made. That is I have to pitch, make yeah. a nomination on behalf of the missus. Yeah. Reluctantly, I might add. Yeah. Home Alone. Yes. I fucking hate this film. What could you hate about a tale of well, parental the neglect? Bit that it starts right through to when it ends, yeah. and then even further after that because the aftertaste is so fucking grim. Have you I seen the it. theory that Kevin McAllister is a twat? Grew up to be Jigsaw in the Saw movies. No, but makes you know making sense. these elaborate, violent traps. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, you can see the path, can't yeah. you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> that paint came down, just slapped the guy right in the face. Yeah, no, just exactly. A bad one. You kind of get the sense that after the credits rolled in Home Alone, that Macaulay Culkin was out in the back garden, like chopping up cats or something. Do you know what I mean? Like, do you feel he was better off without his family, though. The normal Christmas sort of filming vibe you know something happens there's a bit of strife but then everyone comes together and they're all happy yeah. at christmas and you kind of feel like there's family bunch of assholes and actually you'd be better off just chilling on his own to be honest although still not convinced that the snow shoveler guy wasn't actually a sort of murderer rapist or whatever it was probably not rapist but murderer whatever they they were accusing him of being could easily come back to haunt him i think I mean, I do still like Home Alone. Well, it's got he, so many classic parts. Did the second one as well, though? Yeah, Pesci, yeah. in New York. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he was looking at the money there, really, I think. Mm. Really. I, I mean, think that was also set at Christmas as well, wasn't yeah. it? Home Alone 2. Yeah, believable that they did this twice. Yeah. So so you put that one in for the missus. The missus nominated that, My yeah. My missus is Czech, and she she would definitely, every single year, it's not Christmas without Papelka. That's, that's a Czech Cinderella. Okay. Yeah. And every year, it's it's all like, Czech Republic closes down when Papelka's on. Everybody's okay. just glued to the television and watching it. So there for the East Europeans, they'll like that one. That's okay. That's a um, a classic, nice family film. Got all the, the no homicidal of... violence or um, um, like theme, no themes no, of racial no, tension no, or anything. That's all left in the houses, really. I mean, on the screen <laughs> is uh, it's just Cinderella. <laughs> well, that's. A nice cultural aside, but I don't think we're going to be able to get it in the top five. Edit out that one, yeah. yeah. No, no, we'll keep it. No, <laughs> it stays in. I'll probably even watch it. It's a Wonderful Life. 
Yeah, I've got that written down as the, the real classic. I mean, you know, that was it's Frank Capra, right, and mm, Jimmy, Jimmy Stewart. Stewart. Yeah. Stewart. Uh, interesting yeah. fact about Jimmy Stewart, he was really racist. Had uh, Hal well, Williams. It was, it was that sort off, of time, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. Kicked off the Jimmy Stewart show uh, for being black, basically. Who so, was? Uh, Hal Williams. So James Stewart kicked Hal Williams off the Jimmy Stewart show. Did you not know beforehand? Yeah, yeah, I was about to say, is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I know there wasn't a lot of TV around in the days and in, in 24-hour news, but well, it might, was black and white, right? So right. Yeah, 50-50, <laughs> I suppose, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, It's a Wonderful Life, perfect, feeling suicidal at Christmas, like I'm assuming everybody else does. Yeah. It means, you know, it's the perfect thing to be on. What have we got so far? Die Hard. Yeah. Mupp- <laughs> Muppets Christmas Carol. Yeah. And Home Alone. No, Grem- <laughs> Trading Places and Gremlins at the moment. Oh you man, these are so that's the four. If we wanted to leave a fifth place open for audience participation, yeah, yeah. And on that note, actually, Sidey, um, what was that? Our- yeah, I think were, were they were we inundated with nominations? There were so many film? responses to the top five. The fifth is, martial is this arts. This the film. mailbag here. It, yeah, yeah, we've got yeah it's wow. Santa sack is literally bulging. <laughs> it's literally, and what came out on top? Ghost Sidey? Dog: Way of the Samurai okay, came through and- with a resounding me nominating it because no one else bothered to do it. <laughs> but Blind Fury. Well, yeah, that. we should have put that in as well because we didn't have a Ruger Hauer. I don't think I've seen it, which could be. Right. Ooh, yeah, I know. Ooh, I'm getting so shocked. Look, it's sensational. Is it? Yeah, it's surprisingly nice. Okay, yeah. that's yeah, going to go on the one. watch list. Yeah, it's good. So we'll leave our fifth Christmas movie then. Okay, so this is the definitive four. Yeah. Die Hard. Yeah. Muppets Christmas Carol. Yeah. Trading Places. Gremlins. And then Home Alone. Listeners can not nominate Home Alone, but something better. Please, everybody, nominate Home Alone. So we watched this week as our Christmas movie, Shane Black's 2005 Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Bang, bang. Works well in emojis. Yes, yeah. it does work well in emojis. Yeah, so this is the story of Robert Downey Jr., Harry, stage magician slash petty criminal, <laughs> yeah. who gets embroiled in a sort of noir-esque detective-type movie set against the backdrop of Christmas and the L.A. film industry. What did we all think? Well, I missed it the first time around. I, I was... When you said, oh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, I've heard of it. It's one of those films that you're aware of because Val Kilmer, Robert Downey Jr. But I watched it and some of the jokes a little bit dated yeah. now, but I can see how it was. It would have been really good at the time. And a lot of it stood up, actually. I thought it was still pretty good. I'm a, a noir fan. Okay. And it was, it's kind of, he narrates, doesn't he? So he, he does, narrates yeah. over the, the top. And I thought that is pretty difficult to do well. And I thought they did it quite well. I thought it was a good example of how they can narrate over it. It was quite funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. And an enjoyable hour and a half, two hours. It, that, I, that sort of meta quality it had with the narrator and he's able to kind of, you know, they, they discuss a lot of things of being... But he stops the film, doesn't he? He goes, wait, wait, no, that's shit. I forgot to tell you that bit about the joke. And, you know, the whole film just stops while he narrates over the top of it while it's... It works, probably works better in the cinema because it looks like the actual reel has been stopped. Yes. And that's, it's got that kind of meta quality. Well, he stops himself, doesn't he? Yeah. It's narration. It's shit. Where he shit. Yeah, it and I think that meta quality was quite new yeah. at that time. This is 2005 it came yeah. out. So 
feels like a know, lifetime ago. It was. Well, it was. Well, you yeah, see some of the stuff ago. now, and and you've seen it again in, in films like Lock Stock. You know, when he's holding right off the end, there's the yeah. end scene there, and you think, well, that just reminded me of of that film. That reminded me of that film, and it had a lot of first time influence. Maybe there was probably films before that that had influenced that one, but I seem to see the connection a lot in that film actually. That other films later on, Pulp Fiction, kind of Tarantino esque kind of vibe well, they have that it mixed in a lot it mixed narrative in a lot. that kind of goes all like meanders all over the place sort of thing and things happen through happenstance and and rather than the people engineering the plot but I really, some of the I've, scenes were great some of yeah, yeah really, i really really fun. like this film watched a lot of good ones recently and i think this is like right up there definitely think this was robert downey jr's comeback film wasn't it this yeah. was sort of redemption for him after all the sort of partying and he, you know, living a quite colourful lifestyle. Or he did Chaplin and then just yeah, went for it, didn't um, he? I've got the Oscar. America with Mel Gibson <laughs> and then went into I'm the doldrums for, for a little while. And he came back. And I believe when I was reading a bit about this, that he rates this as his best film. Or is, this is his favourite film. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Because um, well, I, I guess for him, because he's basically Tony Stark in this. This is kind of where he yeah, got the, the pre-runner. Which we could definitely have me say. <laughs> yeah. Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He, he, this definitely almost feels a little bit like an audition for that role because yep. that sort of humour, the way he is quite sarcastic and almost a bit condescending at times and just quite snarky. And Shane Black did Iron Man yeah. 3 as well, right? So. And good chemistry. I mean, I watched an interview of Robert Downey Jr. and Val Kilmer afterwards mm. and they were kind of kiss, kiss, bang, bang review and they were just asking questions that they got from the audience. And you could see between the two of them, they enjoyed each other's company. There was a, a rapport there, you know, and I think that came across in the film it's because thing. it seemed very natural. Yeah. yeah, natural. I think that Robert Downey Jr. requested Shane Black for Iron Man 3 off the oh, back right. of this. okay. I don't know if they were stuck for someone, and he, but he pretty much insisted that they get him in for that. This Shane, was his first film, wasn't it? Shane Black's yeah, first so he, film. Yeah, so he was first as a director. So he, he, had, a, he had a very successful writing career. When he left college, he sold the script for Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon, yeah. Um, and that was quite expensive at the time for a script. And then he did believe it was The Long Kiss Long Goodnight. Long Kiss Goodnight, yeah. And that was sold for five million just for this, for the story and the script. Wow. And it was, but it was a mega flop. Yeah, yeah. And he he like he had a bit of a Robert Downey Jr.'s about him. He, so all the parties that you see in The Long Kiss Goodnight and various other films, they sort of really elite Hollywood, LA. Kind of, but it was in the Kiss Kiss Bang Bang as well, wasn't that it? Was going he, through in so the he, that's what he used to do with all dances. his cash. He'd throw all these mad parties because you probably wouldn't. Right, you you just he was yeah. just a twenty-year-old guy who yeah. had a shitload of money. So he did. He had some success early on, and basically parted the cash away and was getting some dubious habits. What they like, uh, and so he went into the doldrums a little bit. So it was, this was his then. This he sort of came out with this one. And it's sort of surprising that he got the chance after having done nothing for so long. But it yeah. was Joel Silver again, yeah, who took a punt on him, knowing that he, you know, he had some talent. But to give him the directing gig as well was quite. I mean, I haven't read the screenplay, but it is the sort of thing that just you can imagine just leaps off the page, and it's got a very specific voice to it, right? So you probably would want. Well, Val Kilmer said yes before he'd read it because well, he just it, because he'd Shane Black. I think, and, Robert, and he'd met Robert Downey Jr. shortly before and was just, yeah, I'm in, like, I want to be in. He'd alluded to so much yeah. in that in that interview that yeah. I watched that he was he just so interested in what Robert Downey, because he is some actor, Robert Downey yeah, Jr., great, yeah. you know. I mean, I know he's 
Ironman, but he's otherwise that chaplain and, and the other things he's done. Even this kiss, kiss, bang, bang, he is fantastic in it. He's just such a great comedic actor. The, the scene where he loses his finger is brilliant, <laughs> isn't it? Um, it's yeah, brilliant. you know, it's just. <laughs> just he holds is, um, it in brilliantly. Valkyrie has that line where he says get a dictionary and um, look up the word idiot what do you get he's like a picture of me he's like no the definition of an idiot is what you are <laughs> yeah there's there's too many I mean there's the one he says um, what does he say about uh, how he got the name Gay Perry he says oh yeah I'm knee deep in pussy I just like the name <laughs> there's loads of classic like the, the, the gags come really thick so and at fast. the time this was the first openly gay lead character in a Hollywood movie yeah is, is that right Played by Val Kilmer, yeah. yeah right. And I, the thing, like Val Kilmer, I've always felt like thought he would not be the person. He's to do kind that. of a weirdo, and yeah. he sort of seems to think he's a bit more sort of interesting than he actually is. But in yeah. this movie, he was absolutely brilliant. I struggle to see anything but Jim Morrison when I look at yeah, Val yeah. Kilmer because right. he was that good in the doors. He was doors, very good at that. Um, yeah. And he owned I forgot that. about that. I was just about to say I only really like him in this and Heat, but I had forgotten about Doors, yeah, which is good, good in too. Doors. And he was uh, Iceman, wasn't he, in Top Gun? Uh, yeah, he was. I That's right, Iceman. I've never, seen, dangerous. I've never been able to watch it yeah. all the way through. I turned yeah. Top Gun off after half an hour. What? I don't like it. I don't like, it. Don't like Top Gun. New trailer dropped yesterday for the What about the volleyball scene, though? No? Doesn't no, do I just think that's when I turned it off. I was just like, this is just too much. Oh. <laughs> I can watch gay porn on Pornhub. I don't need to watch this shit. Okay. <laughs> can we talk a little bit about some of the other things, because there's a really great film that I think I watched at a party with you when we were about nine or ten. Okay. Monster Squad. Do you remember that? Yeah, that was so, Shane Black, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, we watched that at Cos's birthday party when you would have been at prep and I was at St. George's. Okay. And uh, I did remember that film thinking, this is the fucking best thing ever. Yeah, Wolfman's got nards. Yeah. yeah. He wrote that, which is great. He also wrote The Predator, which I think is... I quite like the, the Predator. No, I didn't like it. It's kind of silly, and it's got all, but it's again got all the Shane Black hallmarks: the Christmas, the sort. Has of, it got Christmas in it? Yeah, Predator. The Predator. Oh, the okay. the fifth. Right, you got Predator one and two, Alien versus yeah, Predator. Yeah, oh, right. Okay, yeah, no. And then no, Predators no. with Adrian Brody being Arnold Schwarzenegger. Have you seen The Nice Guys? Yes. That's basically basically kiss kiss bang, kiss, bang, kiss, bang, bang yeah yeah I fucking love modern that, one. that I was think really that good is really great I, I enjoyed really that. love that and I'm probably gonna watch it again after having talked about and it. again um, what was it Russell Crowe and um, Ryan Gosling Ryan Gosling who had that same kind of chemistry so I mean, he does have a lot of things that he does over and over again so there tend to be a lot of buddy films yeah tend to be a lot of an older veteran and a and a younger guy yeah yeah obviously mentioned a lot of Christmas stuff. Usually a torture scene. Yes. It does a lot of things over and over again, but so it does it all very well. In the torture scene in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yeah, it looks fairly it looks challenging. Fairly, yeah. Well, Robert Downey Jr. had an assistant grip punching him in the kidneys That's right, yeah. off, uh, off screen. So that when he was supposed to be getting electrocuted. And yeah, oh, when, he, when he brought out the gun at the end. The faggot his, gun, I think they call it, don't they? Yeah. He, he had it hidden under his ball sack. Or yeah. Didn't he? yeah. So whilst it had, uh, we think, the first openly gay lead character. Yeah. What do you, do you think about some of the references? They've dated badly, they have haven't they? They've dated quite quickly, haven't they? I think in this modern day of uh, acceptance and being a bit more PC, they would struggle with some of this stuff. Yeah, I think you're right. But I don't think there's anything vindictive about what they're saying. It's just in, inadvertently probably would offend people. I don't, I don't... Is it... It's difficult to accuse it of being homophobic, No, I don't right? think it's because it's promoting... The, it's the character, character is like... Front and centre. Exactly. It's leading film. 
uh, it's you just maybe you maybe wouldn't write it like that. No, now, it, would, it just maybe. wouldn't be written like that these days. I don't think. Yeah. But it's interesting to have. So I was kind of okay with it. I think it's different because it's, it's time. I think what's interesting about it is his homosexuality is just a facet of his character, and it's not like it's not really it's not played for laughs. Yeah. It's not like a, a subject of ridicule. In and there's not although there's quite well, a lot the of fruity character, language. He's the he's the one who's yeah exactly who's leading Harry around. And, yeah, yeah the the alpha male, if you like. Exactly. This, yeah. But I wanted to mention the female lead. Michelle Moynihan. Yeah, because she was great. But she's basically done nothing since. She was in Mission Impossible. Yeah, like a bit. Was she supposed to be Tom Cruise's wife? Like she was, yeah. always, she was always hidden away. He was yeah, exactly. Trying to think where I've seen her yeah, before. She, and she, I, she's yeah. credited in all of them. And it's just like you occasionally see her at the end, like looking away from the camera because yeah, she's supposed to be a, hidden. A, you know, so that's basically the only high profile stuff she's done. A shame that she hasn't been in a couple of bigger, like, bigger films. Law and Order, and Special things. Victim Units and right. stuff like that. And you think, <laughs> well, she was great in this. Super hot as well in that yeah. costume. Yeah. I do really like when he's chatting her up at the bar, like at the beginning, yeah. the, the beginning scene. They're having that moment where they're looking around the room and describing members of the club or whatever that yeah. they're in. So she talks about Brazilian Billy Bob Thornton. Native American Joe Pesci and punk rock Steven Seagal. And I'm like, that is a game I am going to play next time out, I'm out. It was bar. fun, that scene. Yeah. 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 They soon realised then that they knew each other straight after Yeah, that, wasn't it? Yeah, because was yeah, she, she, she was the one in the box she was when the he little was chainsawing her. Yeah. Just the kind of thing kids would do, isn't it? You know, when they're pretending to get sword in half. Actually yeah. real screams. <laughs> yeah. And, I was wondering uh, where they were going to go with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, shame that she's not... She didn't really kick on. No, it's a real surprise. I, I don't know why, because she's she's really good in the role, and she is. Not she reminded me quite a lot of. Well, it's Emma Stone. No, Emma, yeah, Emma Stone is Emma Stone. She reminds me of Emma yeah. Stone, like a taller version of Emma Stone. Okay, and I just don't understand. I guess it's luck. Why? For me, she looks. She's facially. I thought she resembled Liv Tyler in this film. A little bit, yeah, I suppose so. I just don't get why she was in this. I'd it was like really to think good. It was and then her choice that she just decided I'm not going into the yeah, the whole that's kind of probably quite scene. unlikely. Um, or, well, if you're listening, Miss Moynihan, um, maybe <laughs> you we're big fans. We're, we're big fans. Know. Let us know what what you did in your career. Well, at you, get in touch. Yeah. So the budget for this thing, yeah, we always like to talk about this, don't we? Was 15 mil, which is the highest budget film I think we've watched so far. Well, Frozen Two probably had a oh, enormous yeah, budget, but Chef. Replicas, Tusk, these were all fairly minuscule. Yeah, so this the budget was 15 and it made... Do you think it made a profit or a loss at some of the game? I'm going to say a loss because I think it was a big flop when it came out, wasn't it? I would say that by now it's made a profit. Well, it made, what, three quid off me over the weekend. Yeah, me too, £3.50. <laughs> and no, it made a small profit. Okay. 15, let's round it up, 15.8 mil it made. But 70% of that was from overseas markets. So yeah. it didn't do very well domestically, but made a decent amount of wedge overseas. I feel like it's a very writerly film. Like if you're interested in the way that movies work and how they're written yeah. and there's, you know, the backdrop against which they're set, I think it's an interesting movie for you just because you can maneuver. It's, it's a very clever script. He maneuvers things really well. But I can see that a lot of people that wouldn't necessarily, you know, they might just find the plot kind of confusing and the jokes really thick so and fast. Also, and... I did watch the trailer for it. The trailer's really bad. Is it? Yeah, it's really bad. But they probably didn't amp films up as much as they do now. And no. I mean, it really, have a look at it. Like, poo. Yeah, I watched the, the trailer. It, wasn't... it doesn't do a great job of selling no. it. I actually really liked the first teaser for Rise of Skywalker or whatever, but uh, the news today, spoiler alert, is that it's a really shit film. Yeah. Yeah, good trailer, bad film. Mm. Uh, 
really? I saw some mixed reviews. I hear it shits all over The Last Jedi, uh, which you didn't like anyway, did mm. you? <laughs> so let's, like, the definitive point that we need to make, because people will probably be surprised that we chose this as our main feature yeah. for a Christmas movie. Does it qualify as a Christmas movie? Well, based on the criteria that we talked about we before. We did mention it earlier. I think we have Set to say, at Christmas. Yeah. Redemptive arc. Yeah. People coming together. Yeah. They're better off at the, the end than they were at the start. Yeah. I think those are all classic Christmas movie tropes. So we can say that this... Though not overly steeped in Christmas um, wow. scenes or anything, is it? She um, wears a Santa outfit. I was going to say, there she some, does, she there does some, run through the, the park, doesn't she, in, in um, that, some kind of... Uh, Elf, Santa, yeah. kind of Mrs. Claus thing. She looked good in that. Yeah. So I, it's Christmassy it? enough for me. Yeah. 100%. Uh, one thing I did have, yeah. is there a hint in the final scene of the movie? So after, kind of almost as the credits are rolling, you well, get that in the, in the shot desk. of um, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. talking directly to the camera. Yeah. Michelle Moynihan is nowhere to be seen, possibly off pursuing whatever her other career was after this yeah. movie. But yeah, it's, are we? she's noticeably absent. I think in that scene, and there's a couple of they have a couple of kisses, don't they? Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. and Val Kilmer. Okay. Are they hinting that maybe those two got together? I don't know. But you're right; they were. She, she was really out like. There's white. no mention of her at all, and he's those there, two in the last just scene. The two of them together, and Trace I just wondered up, so whether they were up close and personal, and yeah, comfortable. Yeah. Okay, let's go with that. Mm. Okay, I like it. I want to talk about because our usual metrics. Oh yeah. IMDb gave Got, it seven and a half out yeah. of ten. Rotten Tomatoes eighty five percent, so that's good. Okay. Metacritic seventy two. Yeah. Go on Google. Google users eighty eight percent of Google users liked it. Okay, and how does that rank up against some of our others? Pretty high. Yeah. Like way higher than Tusk, although that doesn't necessarily reconcile with my opinion. No. Way obviously way higher than Replicas. Can't remember. Frozen was still eight days for Frozen, so I don't know if we can really compare that. So universally so pretty, well liked yeah. now. Yeah. But kind so. of flopped at the time. I mm. would, I would have, you know, seven, seven and a half. I think is a is a fair score. The IMDb. Yeah, I like that. I think I, is, I like that's probably where I put it. Fair kind of. I really enjoyed it. It's not one of my favourites of all time, but you know, it was a great Saturday night of uh, watching a film. Yeah. yeah. Didn't Meek have a few comments? Even though he sent us something, didn't he? He did. I feel he like thought it was a poor. It was going to be a porn film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He wrote, hang on, I've got his comments here. He said, my thoughts on Kiss Kiss Bang Bang should be a porno with a name like that. Also, pissed off Robert Downey didn't get to knob Harmony. That was a shame. Also, as this was before Iron Man, he could have saved a lot of pain by just lasering the lot of them early doors if he'd had <laughs> access to the suit, which I think is, you know, insightful. Yeah. yeah. You can always rely on me. So are we going to do Are You Entertained? Yeah. Dan, are you not entertained? I'm not entertained. Is that the right answer? Well, were you or not? <laughs> well, by this film, yeah. I would say, yeah, it was. I, I wouldn't go watch it again in no. probably the next four or five years. You know, it's not one of those I'd rush back to. But yes, I was entertained. Riggs, are you not entertained? I was entertained. I really liked this film the first time I saw it back in 2005. I feel it hasn't aged well. I do have to agree with that. So I, I did enjoy it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I liked it. I will watch it again at some point. All right, time for some kids' television discussion. Yeah, what did you choose, Sidey? It was called The Madagascar Penguins in a Christmas Caper. Right. Which mercifully, after the last two weeks' nominations, 
It was only 12 minutes long. Yeah. No, I'm not suggesting that that was its best quality. Mm. <laughs> but it was super violent, which was fucking cool. Yeah. As so why don't you give us a little synopsis of what happened in the plot? Well, the plot, it was set before Madagascar. All right. Did you know that? A prequel. Yeah, so this is like a prequel feature. Was this in as part of a DVD package? Was it I like think so. an extra yeah, feature yeah. So there was something? This was sort of a chapter of five or four or five right. different mini yeah. sections, all, all to do with the holidays. So the plot was that they they were trying to get a present together, weren't they, for a polar bear, wasn't it, in the zoo? Yeah. So they broke out of the zoo at night. It was, it was one of them. One of them wanted a present. The others were all quite happy. They with were looking through a little periscope, weren't they? weren't they? So anyway, whilst out trying to steal a, or some kind of present for the polar bear, it was captured by an old lady just, I think, referred to as Nana. Yeah. She mistakenly thought that the penguin was a chew toy for her dog called Mr. Chew. Mr. Chew. And so the plot was then that the other three were going to have to break out of the zoo and rescue their comrade and get him back to the zoo. Yeah, which they did. Which they did with... Uh, Various violent capers ensued. Yeah. Did you watch this with your kids? No, I didn't. No, I crammed it. My eldest was up in the middle of the night, couldn't get back to sleep. So we went downstairs and she watched some utter trash (laughs) on main TV. And I sat watching it on my phone at about four in the morning. Oh, I watched it with my daughter. Did she like it? She liked it, yeah. So I suppose the whole purpose of this, we should comment on it as dads. Yeah. I did kind of think, wow, this is super violent. It is violent, yeah. But then I think back to the Slapstick stuff. Slapstick kind yeah. of violence, well, it's isn't started, it? You know? yeah, but it's yeah, no, started. it starts. Then yeah, I think yeah. back to all the stuff that we would have grown up with. So Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry. Elmer Fudd, like, shotgunning people in the yeah. face. Roadrunner and Wiley Coyote. And Bugs Bunny was pretty Very so much in that theme, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. And also for us, it had a slightly, um, I don't know if nostalgia's the word because it was only last year. My daughter played one of the penguins in the school production of Madagascar. Yeah. I can't remember. Was your daughter a giraffe? She was a giraffe, yeah. yeah. So it was quite funny to sort of see her as a penguin watching the penguins getting up to their antics. Did she, did she, could she relate to it in a sort of, as a penguin? Yeah. Yeah. It was almost getting a bit tusk. She went, (laughs) she went full penguin. She went full penguin, yeah. Yeah, I the so the only thing I wrote about this movie mm-hmm. was I wrote that Rico is a warmongering, paranoid, heavy weapon obsessed commander. Claims he's democratic uh, and doesn't act caringly, uh, especially with Private, who was like a son to him, which made me think of Stalin. <laughs> I don't know whether that he influenced, you know, whether they were drawing specific inspiration from from Stalin for the character, but the references are definitely there. It's like Dad's Army feel as well to it a little bit. Yeah, is, is, is that? I feel um, like they could have given Private a better name. Yeah, that's lacking. Skipper Kowalski, Rico, Kowalski. and Private. Private. Yeah. Yeah. So Kowalski yeah. just wanted to blow everything up, didn't he? Yeah, he was that cool. Was the violent. It was the stick of dynamite. He kept wanting to get the stick of dynamite out, and in the end, they just used it to blow the door off. I mean, I quite liked the fact that in comparison to some of the other trash that we've been forced to sit through recently, yeah. there wasn't any like dodgy sexual messages or no, themes there was no of weird undermining outfits, each other. Yeah, or bullying, um, bullying or just like, yeah, horrible kids just being horrible to each other. They were just this group of like penguins that when the pressure's on, they band together. Yeah. Yeah, they, that was nice, wasn't it? I mean, there was that all for one, one for all kind of camaraderie. Yeah, and yeah teamwork. And then it was also... Oh, nobody should be alone at Christmas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I kind of scene it at the end, which I yeah, thought we're going to blow up this old was the house. nice message, really, which I think m- my daughter enjoyed at the end. You know, yeah. she was like, "Yeah." So, sort of morally, 
we're liking the sort of homicidal penguins a lot more than the flirty unicorn people. Oh, fucking and, hell. Or mermaids. Yeah, so much more. Yeah, H2O mermaids and Mirami, they were shit. This yeah. was, je- like, I enjoyed it. I see it, I can watch it. Not just because it was shorter, but it was better. Mainly because it was violent. Mainly because it was shorter. <laughs> no, mainly because it was shorter and violent. Yeah. You know, if, if you've got 20 minutes just before you're going out or it's, you know, you need to get ready and you want to sit the kids in front of something and yeah. there's a start, middle and end to it, This is these are great little yeah. featurettes, aren't they? You could just put on. Yeah. And I think go, the problem that. with the other ones, they were overtly sort of female. Yes. Whereas anyone could enjoy this. You did, it was gender neutral. Yeah. I think saying. as well that it benefited from having higher production values than some of the other well, shit we've watched. Yeah, big and money. you can tell big yeah. money on it. You know, it looks great. Yeah, it's animated crispy. It's an improvement upon. Yeah, it, was just, it seemed like it was the same as the film. It exactly, there's no drop off just yeah. because it was as short. They were still putting a lot of effort into it. Yeah, I didn't watch any others. I have to say, no, but I would. It seems like the sort of thing that would press the reset button each week. Yeah, I think so. But well, that's okay. That's not a problem. No, that, I mean it works for The Simpsons. It so. also, well, doesn't always. Ned's wife's still dead. Yeah, that's true. This oh. was also a refreshing change from actually having to watch Madagascar, which uh, we. Well, well, this was the kind of when you suggested it, it was the oh, oh my bloody oh I've got to watch two hours of Madagascar again or you know. Well, there, there was a nomination before this one, which we dodged. We Riggs nominated, um, was it Pup Pals or something? Santa Buddies. Santa Buddies. Uh, it's the eighth instalment of the Air Bud franchise. Oh, I no. will be pushing this one again because my daughter was <laughs> well, obsessed you, by you these You have to movies. wait a year. You have to wait at least a year. No, no okay, well, there's others. There's Treasure Buddies. There's yeah. Spooky Buddies. Okay. Which age range is this kind of pitched at, would you say? Six-ish. Okay. Oh, I don't know. But that, that, that was a good dodge because that's an hour, I think it was an hour 20 run Always time. a commitment. Yeah. Then. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is, so this is great. Was, this is between uh, yeah, so kind of going good. out, school, there you go. We've got Meek to thank for that, actually, because Meek was like, no fucking way. Yeah. So even though he's dying on his sickbed, he has made a massive contribution to this week. <laughs> It's, it's nice as a parent to have those in the back pocket, though, isn't it? Just those yeah. short 15, 20 yeah. minute, kind of, if you're going to watch something, you feel like, yeah, no, we watched that together today. Because This is the best thing I've seen. You, you've gone out for dinner. You've had a nice time. Everybody's had drawing stuff. The kids start getting stupid. Here you go. Just watch that for 10 minutes just while daddy finishes his drink. And, and you know, there, right, that's 15 gone. minutes. Yeah. They'll watch that. It's enough to keep them going. But it's more than that, isn't it? Off. Because I could watch this with the kids whereas other things I could put it on to sedate them yeah but I'll still <laughs> be like <laughs> miserable as fuck having to watch it whereas this I could have put it on and we could have some downtime together and watch it together so there's more of these aren't there, there there's kind of I think of, there was five there's another it's the best thing I've seen since Spirit okay I mean no one knew it was good as Spirit don't get me wrong but have you watched the Christmas special yet no but I'm thinking about watching it after this <laughs> Uh, what did you think of um, the spirit toy? Obviously, we've got a picture. Yeah, it was of you, good. It was good. Did you get to press the button? And... No, I wasn't allowed. Well, you're not allowed. But I'm right? thinking about maybe Santa might bring one to that <laughs> for you. <laughs> yeah. So all in all, let's wrap it up for Kiddies TV. Dees, were you not entertained? I was entertained. Decent. Briggs. Yeah, I was entertained. Yeah. Yeah, me too. That's the full house. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> All right, so new feature, a new Christmas one-off feature. What a privilege for you all. It's called Podcast Guest Chooses His <laughs> films, films for Us to Watch 
over the Christmas break. We're going to make... Snappy. A podcaster's delight. We're going to make a, yeah, a guest podcaster. We're going to make their Christmas dreams come true and by taking on board their suggestions. And you should watch this. You should watch these two films because, as I say, I'm not sure anybody's really heard of the first one, um, but it was long time one of my favourite films. And I've just thought of another one because it's Bill Murray and it's absolutely brilliant so I'll, okay. I'll just put this so let it ride richard dreyfus robbie coltrane i like richard dreyfus i do richard well. dreyfus mr holland's opus that's yeah. another cracker he was Since in so, what quite a few bob? times bizarrely yeah what about bob was that richard dreyfus as well yeah 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 it was basically richard dreyfus down the racetrack every day problems at home because he's gambling so much but today he's having a very lucky day okay. and Robbie Coltrane is the cashier and they just have some really fun conversations and it's just the characters of, of losers and extraordinary kind of races and wins and everything. So one to watch, really good. Okay. It's not a, so the moral of the story movie. is that if you're gambling and you've got a gambling problem, as long as you gamble long enough and hard enough, it'll it, will come, it will come good. And I think go, in my own time in that life, it was probably really good advice. Just keep going. Let Just it ride. Keep going, yeah. If you win, don't keep it. Let it ride. Yeah. And and you know, there's a little bit of romance yeah. in that. You know, let it ride. Let it ride. Yeah. And, if you lose, and, double up. And double up. Yeah. That's it. You know? so, What's he gamble on? Bet in play. He was just... So he, he's betting down the horses. track. His horses. His okay. horses. And he Is gets this an English movie or an American movie? American movie, but... Yeah. Because Coltrane had that sort of weird yeah. period where like nuns on the run and... Yeah. And he was in the Bond movie, right? He was in... Yeah, he the was the Russian dude. Enough or whatever. He was well, I think, in a Bond no, I, Yeah, you're right. But I was just, for some weird reason, I was thinking of the Oceans film because he's in the Oceans film as well. Yeah. So Hollywood tried to push him for a while. Yeah. Strange. And then he was happy. Maybe because Cracker was really good and stuff like that. He hasn't yeah. been in really good stuff. So, um, but then are Americans into horse racing? I didn't know. Yeah, that they were. Kentucky the Derby and stuff down like that. The, oh, yeah, of that's course, it. Yeah. Down yeah. the track. Yeah, okay. and... I don't suppose, I'm just throwing it out there. This is probably putting you under the bus, but how good are you at doing an impression of, say, Scottish people? <laughs> <laughs> I, got a, I got a text earlier that's in Scottish. You <laughs> didn't want to go there, Paul. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> Which uh, part of Scotland is he from? Delhi. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, he is. <laughs> okay, so okay, let cool. it ride. I'm going to watch that. Let it ride. It's, it's decent. Okay, so, so just to, to cue that up, because um, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you two more, because we talked about a little bit about sports movies earlier. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm one of those. I like a movie that will make me feel better, uplift me a yeah. little bit. You know, makes me feel yeah. and Rudy. Okay. is one of those i'm already tearing up I just saying the name <laughs> can, can you see that yeah that's that's not that's there's not dust in the eye that is just thinking because based on a true story this sure is, is the stone cold gets you. sean austin one sean austin yeah. that's it Steve um, austin. Yeah. and he's he's Sh- basic, sean astin <laughs> sean 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 <laughs> and he's not um, mr frodo he, yeah, he's basically Frodo who wants to play an American football team. Never going to happen. Far too small. It's not going to happen. So this you is not like a joke out. film. It's legit. It's legit. Yeah, right. it's legit. And it, okay. it just gives you the hairs on the back of your neck stand up wow. because based on a, a true story. So, it cu- you know, at the end where it, it just kind of cuts to the real people yeah. and everything. So oh, it's got shit, one I didn't realise it was got, real. It's got one of those bits at the end oh, okay. as well, which always makes me oh, 
what actually happened? You know, it's, oh my uh, god! I, so thought, he's, I, I didn't realise he's that. trying to get into the the fighting Irish, which is Notre Dame. You know, okay. the the, um, the, right, right, yeah, the yeah, huge yeah, kind yeah, of collegiate college stuff, team yeah. and and everything, really elite stuff. And he's got to get all these. It's big business um, college uh, American football, isn't really it? It's enormous. It. They they yeah. televise the games, don't they? It's well, like, you got all the. The films and stuff at Friday Night Lights about it, and you know, yeah, the, the, the whole town will, you know, they will just be there, and they'll be the, they'll be the stars. It's like the, the equivalent town, you know? of having and like you're talking like sixteen, seventeen year old kids. Yeah, it's but millions of people watching. Yeah, like it's millions of people watching Victoria College versus Dallas South. Yeah, it, but it's, <laughs> yeah. It, but it's on it's, it's on their like sports channels. Do you know what I mean like? Nationwide, it's yeah. absolutely people enormous. 20 years later go, oh, I watched you in the Rose Bowl, man, bust my knee, and yeah. everything. And you know, that was it, they were the college kind of heroes of, the, of their time and everything. And it's it's crazy, the whole mm. American system, really. So, it's a sort of inspirational story, triumph over adversity, absolutely, the stakes you know, are against him, all that sort of stuff, all, all that kind of stuff. And um, so you had to go into it. It's also got the I, I don't want to put the spoiler on, but I'll just say it's got like the triple letdown. Okay. Wow. So, so it's, okay, we'll it, it, no just, it just keeps going. You think it's gone too far, but it just keeps going. See, I know so it's, it's not, one. well, I don't know it's not, but I'm assuming it's not a Christmas movie, but they're kind of good things to watch at Christmas. I think Because you've got the feel-good yeah. vibe. Yeah. Without having to make it all really, really, yeah, really nice. So, and I'm pretty sure they have Thanksgiving. Is that close enough to Christmas? Yeah. 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 So, um, we could probably find these on Prime or Netflix, perhaps. I would have thought yeah. so, yeah. I'll have a yeah. Google. I've got a, a, third, final, yeah. a final one because I couldn't be on here without mentioning Bill Murray. The great me. man. The great man. My favourite actor just cracks me up. I, I watched actually a um, an Urban Mist thing on Bill Murray. Did you see that? No. Again, brilliant. So this guy's made a documentary on all the things Bill Murray gets up to. Yeah, because he's, he's got quite a crazy life, hasn't he? So he just goes into people's houses and starts doing the washing up and stuff. And yeah. he turns around and it's like, Bill Murray's there. You know? <laughs> and it is, so all this kind of... He likes, um, he likes to smoke a lot of weed as well, doesn't he? He, he gets for a fair does. bit of, of the green, I think, you know. And um, Bill's just hanging back, having a good time. I, I picture him in, like, in Zombieland. Yeah. But that's yeah. kind of him all yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah basically, <laughs> he's just, yeah. He's just kicking back. So, but the Razor's Edge was the film that he did after Ghostbusters, which okay. was absolutely Edge. huge, obviously, yeah. of yeah. its time, and refused to do Ghostbusters two unless he could do this film. It's a Somerset oh, Maugham yeah. uh, book, and it's basically a guy trying to find enlightenment, which is what Bill Murray's always been kind of about. In the yeah, fact he's quite that zen, he's, isn't he? He is quite zen. So this was a big kind of film for him, I think, at the time. Flop. You know, didn't it was a massive well. flop, wasn't um, it? Yeah, massive no, I, flop. I do know this one. Yeah, and I, I, it was one of those films that I came home late at night and I missed the first ten minutes of, and I didn't see, and I just started watching because it was <laughs> I'd had a couple of beers or something, and <laughs> and I just sat and watched and watched, and you know, it's just you forget, and it was just that's a good movie when that yeah, absolutely sucked in, and it goes all through this journey of this guy's life, so it's not. A con- it's a drama you know yeah. it's, it's, it makes you kind of ask the questions of yourself that the the character is asking for for himself in oh, the I'm definitely going to so watch that I've never heard of it it's a really good one it's a really good one I mean, another I, one for for the Christmas podcast kind of I had heard of this movie but until you mentioned it I'd co- it's like I'd completely just forgotten off the radar. about it yeah. but if I could have been anything when I was a kid I would have been Peter Venkman so yeah Ghostbusters. Yeah, all forever just, sold on Bill Murray, basically. He, he can just raise his eyebrows, and I find it funny. He's but I've got like, one for the confession booth about it, that. 
I've never seen Caddyshack. <gasps> it's not his best, to be honest, but it's um, it's it. decent. It's yeah. still decent. I know. Oh, I, I, my mind is blown by that. I know. Wow. Maybe I'll try and catch up with that over Christmas as well. Never seen Caddy. You can't just throw that out there. Well, I did just throw it out there. Yeah. Deal with wow. it. It's, it's out there now. It's there now. Because I started, when I started getting back into golf, I watched it again. Um, <laughs> Could you relate? <laughs> just, just to try to see how... Performance enhancing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and just made me feel a little bit better about my own game. Yeah, right. I felt the same when I started wanting to destroy gophers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, cool. So we're going to try and check out Let It Ride, Rudy, and The Razor's Edge. Yeah, that's I'm our, on it. our Christmas mission. Like it. Cool. Oh, well, that wraps up this week's Christmas movie and Christmas wish list discussion. I feel more festive by the second. Ho, yeah, ho, ho. Me too. Yeah. yeah it's- you should have had a beer. That would have helped a little bit more. <laughs> um, so thanks everyone for listening. If you could uh, give us a like and a share and perhaps leave us a review if you're feeling extra generous. Yes, in these festive times. Uh, all that remains is to say thanks for listening and we'll be back probably not next week because of all the Christmas family reluctant activities that we have to take part in. <laughs> we'll probably look to release something again, I don't know, maybe in the new year. But yeah. sooner if we can. Otherwise, just hold tight. Thanks everyone. Thank you. Cheers. Wow, wow, wow.